and welcome to 15 days of festive fear day number eight and I have four spooky stories for you today and the last story comes from August the 30th 2023 and story number one comes from Al. My wife owns a small family cleaning service in which I help her with it. We had a customer who was 101 years old and full of life. It was such a pleasure meeting and sitting with and talking to her. Her son had moved back home to care for her even though she would still at her age go out for dinner and visits with her friends once in a while. We would be in her home once a month doing a cleaning and as she sat in her kitchen we'd be upstairs and my wife and I would get these massive headaches and feel pressure and our energy drain out of us. We couldn't wait to get that level cleaned and go back downstairs. The pressure, energy drain and headaches would then be gone. She lived to 104 years old and she was still all there up until the last couple of months where she wouldn't recognise us for the first few minutes or so of showing up and then we'd get a big smile and some kind words. One thing I haven't mentioned yet is her husband Tony. He had passed away years before us meeting her and her son. After her passing, her son kept us on to care for the house and from her passing on we never felt that pressure, those headaches or that draining of energy. We figured it was Tony waiting for his wife to be with him and years later we're still caring for their home without any of those feelings. My wife and I bought a home in another state and we were here for a few years when a good friend of my wife's passed away. He had never been to our home and we had this storage room which we didn't have a need for going into. Up on a shelf there was a music box which hadn't been touched by anyone in years Even before moving into this home, we kept it in a storage unit for years. It got covered in dust as it sat there. Within a day or two after her friend had passed, that box started playing music. Normally those only play when the lid is lifted up, but it wasn't touched at all and the lid was still down. At first we didn't know where the music was coming from and we looked around until we traced it to that room. Then sometime later another good friend had passed and the box played again, still not touched by anyone or opened. Then about a year or so later, a couple of days after the passing of my mother, we heard something in that room fly against a wall and hit the floor as we sat in our kitchen. On another wall there were delicate porcelain figures, and in between them was a heavy brass angel. When I investigated the noise, I found the brass angel on the floor across the room from its shelf. My mom and I didn't have a good relationship throughout my life. Therefore, all I could figure, knowing how she was, was that she wanted to be noticed. I guess it was a good thing she didn't toss one of the figurines, but instead picked something that couldn't be damaged. Both of those stories are just to show that they are around us, so when someone passes or has passed years before, it isn't too late to talk to them because good or bad, they're watching over us. Which leaves this question. Are those spiritual residents someone we knew or someone waiting for a loved one? On a completely non-paranormal note and generally just me being really nosy note, I bet you cleaners see so much of people's lives. And I for one would be absolutely loving all the sordid details. But then it's also lovely to be able to come into somebody's house who is older and clean for them because it makes such a difference to their life. And maybe it was her husband hanging around up there waiting for her. I do think, though, you know, in terms of your wife's friend passing away, which is obviously very sad, pick something less creepy than a music box. Leave a feather, leave a rose. Music box, inherently creepy. Like, and I know it's not great that your mother flung 
the brass angel, right? The heavy brass angel. But like you said, it's just looking for notice, just looking for attention. Totally understand that. The music box? Stop it. Pick something that's less terrifying. And story number two comes from Taylor. My father is an addict, both hard drugs and alcohol. He started using when he was 15 years old. He has died on an operating table twice in his life. Once when he was 16 and he was in a car explosion, and once when he was 23 and tried to OD, when my mother was pregnant with me. My mother is very spiritually sensitive, and she always thought he had something bad following him. As a little girl, I could also feel the negativity and darkness surrounding him. I still feel it to this day. It's just not as bad anymore since he is attempting to be in recovery. So, to start my story, I stopped staying at my dad's when I was 16 due to his drug use and the negativity surrounding him. Starting when I was 14 years old, I kept having a reoccurring dream that would seem to others as a nightmare. The first occurrence, I was laying in my room, the TV was on, but there was no sound. When I opened my eyes, there was a woman standing in the corner of my room. She had long dark hair. She was wearing what looked like a nightgown and had bruises all over her, especially around her ankles and wrists. She was not scary. She was very beautiful, but she looked sad. She also looked very familiar to me, though I had no idea who she actually was. I was never scared of her. And I know I was not experiencing sleep paralysis as I could move and talk. In the first dream, I stared at her and asked her who she was. She told me to be quiet and go back to sleep, and that they could hear me. Obviously, I woke up and freaked out. I saw her multiple times, and each time she said the same thing, but she would be closer to my bed each time. I asked my mom about this dream, after I saw her for probably the fifth time. My mom, who, like I said, was very spiritual, said I should ask her if she was okay and if she needed help. So the next time I saw her, I asked her, Are you okay? Is there a way that I can help you? She told me that she was fine, but that I wouldn't be if I didn't go back to sleep, that they could hear me, and they were not good people. I told her I didn't know what she meant, and that there was nobody else in the room besides us. To that, she said... I wouldn't understand and to not worry that she was here but please could I just go back to sleep. During this time my father was going downhill quickly from the time I was 14 to 16 years old. He was racking up charges and ended up spending 18 months in prison. I never saw her at my mother's house and once I decided to stop staying with my father I never saw her again. I would like to think that she was my guardian angel protecting me from whatever was surrounding my father. I have a lot of stories about my dad, and many of my mother's stories from her childhood and beyond, but that woman always stuck with me. Obviously it freaked me out once I woke up and once I talked about it out loud to other people, but I truly believe that there were spirits or demons in that house at that time that were waiting to get a hold of me. I would wake up many times to my father speaking in what sounded like tongues and blessing my room with oil that he anointed. He is very religious, even though his religion doesn't make sense to my family. Anyway, any ideas or thoughts about what this woman may be or who she may be? My mother thinks I may be related to her since she seemed familiar. All I know 
is if I see her again, it can't mean that something good is going on. I think fundamentally it doesn't really matter what I think or who I think this woman is or whether I think this woman is related to you because what matters is that it made you feel looked after and safe and it made you feel like she was your guardian angel and that she was keeping you from whatever negativity was surrounding your father at the time. I mean the human psyche is an incredible thing right and clearly you were going through something really traumatic watching your father sort of spiral into drug use and addiction and I think the human psyche is incredible and listen maybe it's possible that she was a creation of you a creation of yours I would probably look into some dream analysis as a starting point I'm not trying to disregard your experience but I think dream analysis can be really can be a really powerful thing whoever she is and however she was formed or created whether it was your psyche, whether she was somebody that came to you in your dreams, whether she was a relation long lost, it sounds like she really looked after you and that's what the main thing is. Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And story number three comes from Linda. Back in 1975, my dad passed away. One week after his funeral, my mom let me use his car as I needed one at that time. It was a bright and sunny day at 8.30am. While looking out my window, I noticed my father was sitting in the car and staring right at me through the window. He had his glasses on his face, but in his casket he was not wearing them. I couldn't shut the curtains fast enough as I called my mother on the phone. My mother wasn't shocked as I told her that my father was staring at me while sitting behind the steering wheel in the car. She told me that he was there to give me a warning about something. About one hour later, I proceeded to look out the window again and he was gone. I bundled up my daughter, who was three months old at the time, as we were going to visit my sister who lived 20 minutes away from us. The car started fine. As we drove towards my sister's house, we were about halfway there and suddenly there were no brakes in the car. Now, I wasn't going fast but the brake pedal was right to the floor as I tried to slow down and I tried to pump the brakes to slow down. The car was not slowing down and there was a car coming towards me that had to move out of my way. My car ended up crashing into his car as he saw that I was in trouble. He slowed down, so none of us were hurt. The hood of my father's car was damaged and flew up. So the ending to my story was the warning that my father was trying to tell me. I just don't know what I'd do if I opened 
my curtains and there was my dad who had recently passed away sitting in the front seat of the car like I think ringing your mom was like a very calm reasonable sensible thing to do I don't know what I'd do whether I'd be out wailing setting the car on fire because I couldn't cope with it I don't know but it sounds like he was trying to warn you that something was wrong maybe by seeing him sit in the front seat of your car you were automatically more cautious and drove slower even if he did it subconsciously do you know what I mean thank goodness for all of these loved ones who are coming back to look after us all and story number four comes from Megan and Patrick My husband's grandmother had a large cabin in Northern California. It was pretty much in the mountains and the woods and was a beautiful location. The home was built by her third husband and his second wife long before my husband's grandma and he were married and left to her after his death. Sadly, she passed and left the home to his aunt. Due to how far it was from his family, his aunt decided to sell the home. The house design is a square and was three levels with a porch on the second level completely around the home perimeter. This is also where the main living area is. The home was built on an incline, so the driveway started at the top of the hill, then went down and around the house to the bottom level. There was also a bridge connecting the second level to the driveway. So we're all there, helping pack things up and fixing the wraparound porch, that had been demolished by a fallen tree. A few nights before we were leaving is when things get interesting. Hubby and I are in the master bedroom at the back of the home and his sister is in the guest room next to the front door. Sometime in the middle of the night, I wake up. I didn't want to know the time, but we can probably guess when it could have been. I get a feeling that something is there and I look around the room and listen. I don't see anything but I do hear movement outside on the porch. I immediately think, nope, and being in the woods, it's either animals or Bigfoot, because he's real and we all know it, and then I go back to bed. The next day, his sister asks if either of us were woken up in the middle of the night. I immediately tell her about what happened to me, thinking she heard the same, but she didn't. She woke up to the sound of a door knocker, inside on the front door as decoration, going off in a consistent three spaced out knocks for 10 minutes. She naturally thinks nope and stays in bed and falls back asleep after the knocking stops. So her and I immediately think ghost and hubby is mildly skeptical but definitely admits that it's weird. The same day hubby is doing work outside next to the garage on the bottom level and heard loud knocking so he goes to look who's there and sees no one. He thinks, nope, and goes back to work and tells both me and his sister what happened. So over the next few months, Hubby and his sister continue to go up and help. I start work again, so stay behind, but demand stories of anything that happens, and nothing does. The house is finally emptied and the keys given to the realtor and homeowner. A few weeks later, Hubby's aunt tells mother-in-law that she's seen an apparition of a woman four times, while she was living there and believed it was the spirit of the second wife. A few days later, mother-in-law then gets an update from the realtor who relays the following events. The homeowners began working on typical renovations needed when a home is 50 years old and since it was summer, have all the main doors open, the front, the back and two sliding doors, etc. While tearing up carpet, 
the front and back door slammed shut at the same exact time. No wind or breeze. Two days later, their nephew, who is about elementary school age, says the following. Myrtle doesn't like what you're doing in the house. Myrtle was the second wife. No one told the homeowners or the realtor anything concerning names. Oh, it sounds like Myrtle is not happy about people making changes to her home. She is making herself known around that house in multiple ways. So it's crazy that so many people had such differing experiences. So you had whatever it was, thinking it was an animal out on the porch. Sister-in-law hears three knocks, spaced out for 10 minutes. Husband hears the same loud knocking. And then you finally find out that aunt has seen the apparition of a woman four times while she was living there and believed it was the second wife. I mean, what other confirmation do you need other than a creepy kid chiming in at the last minute being like, Myrtle doesn't like what you're doing to the house. <gasps> and it's her name. Bloody love stories like this. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you to Al, Taylor, Linda and Megan and Patrick for sending in your stories. Remember, the last story came from August the 30th, 2023. You can send your own story in to Podcast at gmail.com. You can also check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. And if you are desperate for some extra spooky content, you can subscribe to the Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash stories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you get access to heaps of extra content as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad-free. And on that note, I shall see you tomorrow. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.